0: Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Injury Central Championship Game Podcast. Doc, we're down to two games, four teams. Uh, The the season's coming to an end, but uh, I think we're going to have two good games this weekend. What do you think? Yeah, I'm excited. You know, uh, it's been a nice season, long season, and,
1: uh, you know, I don't know how you topped last weekend, though, (laughs) in terms of four games all down to the wire, lots of intrigue, and, and, of course, uh, that. Kansas City Buffalo game. I mean, I don't. Honestly, I think if you wrote a movie like that and you had that game, I don't think people would believe it. Yeah, like and no, no. you—you were there live. You got to see all that live. How <laughs> yeah, was, it? It was it? You know, it was. It, in some ways, it was great to be there live. I mean, obviously, you know, with my son, and 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 he was happy, and we were lucky enough to get downfield, and I talked to some people, and but on some ways. Obviously, it's a different game, right, when when you get to see what you see on TV and what you see in person. I mean, uh, we'll get to one example, uh, Tyron Matthew, later and in terms of his concussion from,
0: from being there. So it's it's different. I mean, I, I like both, obviously. Yeah, no, it's uh, something that you got to see that one live. It was a great weekend of games. We got two good matchups this week, Doc. We're going to go over both of them, uh, look at the health Health-wise, uh, both all four teams. The make sure six score.com will have all the updates up to get, up to kickoff. We have the field views, everything you need. Follow us on Twitter at profootballdoc Doc and make sure you subscribe to all our videos. Doc, let's dive into it. AFC championship game. The great Joe Burrow has made it against uh, Patrick Mahomes, fourth in a row for Mahomes. Now the line in this game, Doc, is the Chiefs are seven and a half at home. That's a, that's a big number considering how well the Bengals have played. Over, under is 54 and a half. So the thing about this, Doc, is all four of these teams are relatively healthy. Now the Chiefs, we make the healthiest team left in the playoffs at 90.7 for a six score. The Bengals, 83.2. Healthy, uh, you know, just a, a shade below, but you know, not too many major injuries, a couple on the Bengals offensive line, and of course, uh, Tyron Matthew for uh, for the Chiefs getting over that concussion. Anything that concerned you in this game? Well, I mean, you said a lot right there. I mean, it, it's kind of interesting to me.
1: He started with the great Joe Burrow. The great Joe Burrow that, um, on a nationally televised football game after he was injured, the pundits were saying he should miss all of 2021 and get right for 2022 obviously that didn't happen and, and uh yeah he made it back early and he got stronger and stronger that's what we expected and you remember the preseason question marks and i know you bought in and you took the the bengal total that that uh you should i don't know how much you put on it but you should have put more you couldn't put yeah. enough on it um but the second part and we'll talk about Tyron Matthew we'll talk about some of the specifics as we click over to the field view here but of course it makes sense the teams are healthier now right i mean you're not going to have 20 point 6 score mismatches like we had during the regular season the injured teams don't move on that's that's part of the uh the thing so if you go over to the uh uh field view and 6 scores I think that's where you look. You First of all, you look at Kansas City and they're really offensively, the only thing is, the main thing is their uh, right tackle position. And, and that's been better, even though there was a little bit of a shuffle. Uh, the right guard, Andrew Wiley, who's pretty good. So they're down to a second-string right guard, but that third-string right tackle is pretty good. So even though it's red, it's stabilized and... Uh, Really, the backup for Orlando Brown is out. But otherwise, offensively, they're pretty healthy. And, and I still have great confidence in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, I think he had 60 yards last week. Not a ton of touches, but had 60 yards. And uh, Darrell Williams, I think he's still limited with his toe. Uh, McKinnon, I think, is the third down guy. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think, is uh, pretty darn healthy right now. And on the other side of the ball for the Chiefs, the big one, of course, is Tyron Matthew. And if you note here, we have him green. And the reason we have him green is that he went DNP, FP already. He didn't go DNP, LP, FP. So he's already tracking to completely clear. Remember, you have to get an FP before you see the independent neuro. And that one's interesting. I referred to it earlier. I was at the game. And, of course, I was talking to you guys you know, through our communication channel about, you know, right when it happened, it was a run to the right for Josh Allen. It looked like he got hit slash kicked in the head. And to me, Matthew was wobbly getting up. And it seemed to me live that he had trouble finding the defensive huddle. Uh, But, you know, I have this I have this all-22 view, right, uh, fr- from the sideline uh, overhead, as opposed to what they show on TV. And you all and the, all, all our uh, Sports Injury Central staff didn't see it at all. It wasn't shown on TV, right, uh, in terms of the stumbling. And and I don't think he was very with it for the next handful of plays before he got pulled from the game. But you can't judge concussions. You have to look at the trajectory. And his trajectory is he is full go playing right now and uh so that'll be uh big and I think the line started at seven and uh now seven and a half on the Bengals side the story obviously is Joe Burrow oh my gosh and you know he's he's doing so so well and he's the next superstar quarterback or is already I don't know I think the story might be for me last week We talked about how the Titans would dominate at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. I think they did. And if you look at the right side of the offensive line, especially, but the Bengals offensive line as a whole is our worry. And you look at the field view and you see it at right tackle, right guard. And that affects the left side too, because you can't always put your, if you always put your tight end to chip on the right side to help out, or direct your protection that way. That leaves a lot of Jeffrey Simmons one-on-one on the other side, right? Last, last week, anyways. And uh, the Bengals gave up nine sacks. I mean, you're not supposed to come close to winning a game when you give up nine sacks. And as much as we talk about Joe Burrow, I think it was the nine sacks that they gave up that really concerns me. Now, how do they win that game besides playing well? I mean, Ryan Tannehill's three bad picks, right? The three interceptions evened out the nine sacks. And we talked about how Derrick Henry wasn't a hundred percent. We don't need to go back there. I mean, uh, the Titans dream of having Derrick Henry out on the edge with only a cornerback, and he got out there on the one time on the right side, and he couldn't cut up field. He couldn't stiff arm the guy, tackle for no gain. I mean, that should be touchdown usually. But my concern for the Bengals still is the offensive line right there. And also, I think this week we might see more of effect of the loss of Larry Ogunjobi up front on the defensive line. So those are some of my areas of concern
0: for the uh, Bengals. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the Bengals' defensive line and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Our biggest uh, mismatch in this game is... Uh, is the Chiefs' offense in their running game at 87.3 to the Bengals' rush defense at 75.1? So maybe Clyde Edwards-Helaire uh, player props. We'll have uh, we have a game preview up at sixscore.com. We're going to have some player props up, and yeah, the, the the Bengals' offensive line will be interesting because the to be fair, the the Titans did did get a lot of that pressure with well-timed blitzes, but they played coverage behind it. The Chiefs blitz a lot, but they play man behind it. And we saw in the first game, that didn't work out very well. Uh, I think Jamar Chase had about 700 yards receiving. So they're going to have to figure that out. Because if they just continuously blitz Joe Burrow and leave one-on-one coverage, they're going to be in trouble. I can't imagine they'll do it again. But as you said, Doc, looking over this field view, that Bengals offensive line could be the difference in the game on Sunday.
1: Yeah, you make a great point uh, in in looking at the run-pass matchups that we have here. I mean, the, the Chiefs' offense run game against the Bengals' defense run against the run is the biggest mismatch, and we do talk about the offensive line already. But let's go back to that game end of season. I forget what week it was. Was it week 16 or something? Uh, something like that. The Bengals beat the Chiefs 31 28 uh, uh, no, sorry, 34-31. yes. Great effort by Joe Burrow and company. But we were in the command center watching and we were putting out real-time injury information. That game, I think, was very, very interesting. And as much as Joe Burrow... Look, I'm the one who said Joe Burrow will be great this year. Don't worry about him. So I'm not a Joe Burrow or Bengals hater. I'm just talking reality here. In that game... The Bengals scored, the Bengals gave up, the Chiefs scored 28 points in the first half. It was 28-17. And if you remember the script and what happened in that game, left tackle Orlando Brown had a calf injury Mm pregame and did not suit up. Okay, you can make that work. But then... um, Uh, remind me the backup that came in for him that got hurt. In any case, his backup came in, and he got hurt, and there was a tremendous offensive line shuffle at that point in time. And the Chiefs put up 28 points in the first half, and um, in the second half put up three points. That's how the Bengals caught him. They could only put up three points when 60% of their offensive line had shuffled basically since the activation uh, roster there. And I'm sorry, I can't remember the exact detail. Uh, Lu- Lucas uh, Nang. Oh, yeah, yeah that's Nang. right. Like, yeah. Lucas Nang came in, and he tore his patella tendon, I think we we, yeah. we called in-game. And and so it's not just now the, the left tackle position, but Lucas Lang plays – the other side in other spots and so the shuffle was on right and uh that made all the difference in the world i think in the second half and that's what we talk about in game in terms of our sports injury central post so yeah the the headlines are the last time the Bengals won they scored 34 points but the chiefs were up 28 17 in the first half and scored three points in the second half, I think largely due to their offensive line shuffle. And Orlando Brown came back and played the next game, which is very unusual to to be active and then on the street clothes on the sideline with the
0: calf and play immediately since then is unusual. But he has, and he's been fine. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be a great matchup, Doc. Um, you know, Burrow versus Mahomes. Uh, probably not the last time we're going to see this, uh, this matchup in the playoffs over the next decade. So, uh, you know, go to sixscore.com. Like I said, we have the field views up. Everything Doc's talking about is right there. Uh, offensive line, defensive line, uh, everything you need to break down this game. Well doc, let's move to the NFC championship. The uh, you know for for our purposes, we were kind of hoping that maybe the Bucks would win, right? <laughs> they got the Bucks got injuries all over the place. Uh, the 49ers and the Rams you know pretty healthy coming into this game. Uh Rams have a six score of 86.5, the 49ers 83.9. Now, the 49ers do have one question mark. And it's a big one. Trent Williams, the starting left tackle. He's been out of practice. The You you think he's going to give it a go, though, right, Doc? I
1: do. And, and, you know, just to touch on the Bucks from last week, obviously they were eliminated. But, boy, uh, TB12 almost made a liar out of me, right? <laughs> In terms of six scores, we were saying that the Rams were definitely the healthier side with the defensive issues with uh, the the, the Bucks with Shaq Barrett and JPP and and uh, Levante David. And also, we, we said there's no way Tristan Wirfs was going to play, and he didn't. Uh, we were pretty clear on the sixth score. The Rams, even though they were underdogs, should be the correct side. And boy, first half, we were looking good. Second half, Tom Brady <laughs> almost made liars out of us. But uh, in this game with the Rams, look... If you look at this game, there are much more different injuries in this game, and I think it's very important to go to the field view and look at the run-pass matchups to find it. Look, you don't have simple mismatches anymore at this time of year because you have to have some health in order to advance this far, right? And uh, so let's talk about it. We can get back to Jimmy G's thumb and, you know, Eli Mitchell, but I think the key for this game, I think this game will be won and lost, at left tackle uh, on both sides of the ball. And what I mean by that, Trent Williams with Aaron Donald obviously trying to attack him some. Now, he plays all over the line. I get it. Uh, And quite honestly, Andrew Whitworth coming off his own injury, uh, right, with Nick Bosa attacking him. I think that will be the key battle. Whitworth, I think, is Almost for sure playing. In theory, he logged a full practice. I don't know that he's a hundred percent. Note boom. His backup has a peck, but the Rams are actually a little more solid at left tackle in the sense that Whitworth is trending to play. Note boom is a quality backup. Trent Williams has not practiced yet. Now we've written at Sports Injury Central that we think that he's going to play. He's obviously dealing with the elbow, now the ankle, uh, some chronic issues, but he's a veteran who cannot practice at all. Of course, we're doing this before the Friday practice reports come out. Even at whether he goes DNP, LP, or FP, I still think he will play. I think he's going to practice some today, but I think he will play. How well is the question? One thing that probably won't happen is that the 49ers have had a lot of success with that unbalanced line and then, and then making Trent Williams, quote, eligible and moving him in motion, right, as almost like a big old fullback or whatever, putting him in motion. I don't know that they're going to be able to do that this week. So, uh, But the good news, of course, for, for them is Mohamed Sanu has been activated and returning, and he's a pretty good blocker. Uh, As a wide receiver as well. So I think there are going to be some wrinkles coming from San Francisco different than the previous week to try and accommodate for uh, Andrew, sorry, to try to accommodate for uh, Trent Williams, who I think is playing but won't be 100%. So he has a lower individual six score for us.
0: Yeah, and Doc, remember it was only a couple of weeks ago the 49ers needed to beat the Rams just to make the playoffs. They've now beaten them six straight. I mean, Stafford's only been there for two, but still, obviously, the 49ers have a system that has worked against the Rams. The Rams' three-and-a-half-point favorite totals 45-and-a-half. You're right, it's gonna a lot of this is going to be determined on the, on the offensive lines for both teams. The, but let's talk for a quick second, though, about Jimmy G., The, he, the, this is one of these things where he's made some throws, you know, he's, he's kept some drives alive, but the 49ers aren't winning because of him. They're winning because of defense, you know, they're running the ball. So how healthy is Jimmy G in case they need him this week? If the Rams get out to a lead. Last week, I was more concerned about the shoulder
1: than the thumb. I felt like the shoulder was the big unknown, the rotator cuff contusion. And the thumb is known, and they've been dealing with it with the tape and the injections. This week, I'm more concerned still about the thumb than the shoulder. I think the shoulder's okay; it's not on the practice report anymore. It was a contusion; the swelling went down. I think the shoulder's okay. It's still grip on the football. The good news is there's no cold weather; it's not going to affect the grip as much. Uh, the type of injury has grade three ulnar collateral ligament tear, and there was some early chatter of potential surgery is not fully healed he's still going to have the same tape job and probably the same numbing so is he better than he was a couple weeks ago sure but grip is still not a hundred percent so it's something to watch uh taylor Rapp is trending to play he's logged two straight lps so the free safety should be i mean look today you want to see an fp and that'll be a big signal there Eric Weddle, oh, my gosh, 61 plays. (laughs) I mean, that's amazing, the 37, 61 plays. Yeah, I I had some fun texts with him. There's no question. I mean, you got to be sore as heck. You came off the couch, you played 20-some and then 61 plays. I mean, and you're 37. But, uh, you know, he's tough as all get out, and he'll try and get it done. So I think that'll be some intriguing uh, matchups there. Uh, I'm not worried about uh, Elijah Mitchell's early week DNPs. That's him. Debo Samuel's fine. There was some chatter. Uh, Kittle is fine. But let me ask you this question, Thomas, strategically and from a football perspective. Look, I'm with you. Six straight losses. Eh, That's, you know, it's not even the same players. But two in this season. Would you rather be the team with the consecutive wins or would you rather be the team getting that third shot? I mean, at the—I uh, have my theory. I, I, I want to hear yours. W- which side would you rather be on if
0: you had had a choice? Well, I think it matters, Doc, if the Niners get up early. Uh, you know, one thing you pointed out in the final week, the, and it, it stuck with me, the Colts never win in Jacksonville. And they talked about it all week. You know what I mean? Like, And, and then Jacksonville got out to an early lead, and the the, the Colts just didn't play well. And, and they're miles better than the Jags. So, you know, I don't think once the game starts, it's, it, it's a big deal. But, you know, just because the 49ers are the underdog and the Rams are the favorite, I think if the Niners got up – Early on, ten seventeen nothing, and that pressure starts to set in. The other, the only other thing I'll I would say about it is, um, I I think it, like I have the Niners uh, thirty five to one to win the Super Bowl, and I wanted to play the Rams over the Bucks one because I don't want to have to deal with Tom Brady, obviously. The other one though is, I think Shanahan knows. McVay's coaching tendencies and I think that's shown in in a couple of the games especially the last time they played when the 49ers did get down but they didn't come out in the second half and throw it they came out and ran it it right down their throats so I think some of those things come into play but you know listen if if the Rams come out they play their game they're the better team you know they should win the game. Well, you're right. I
1: mean, uh, even though these are professionals, I mean, emotion's a big deal on the sideline and and so forth. And and not to digress, but I absolutely love uh, Mike Vrabel as a coach, as a person in the deal. And I get the tendency to say, look, we got a penalty. It's only one yard to get two points. But... The Bengals had six. You just scored a touchdown for six. I get the tempting, but I would kick that extra point to go up 7-6 So psychologically to keep the momentum going. I agree. Instead, yeah. I-, I get the analytics. I mean, one yard you're supposed to go for two normally, but in that situation, I wouldn't have gone for the one yard. And if I did, I would have sure as heck run Derrick Henry to the left, not the right, where he was weaker, uh, and they didn't get it. And that's a momentum changer there. Yes, I've been on the sidelines. The momentum's real. Even though they're professionals, the momentum's real. So you're right. If you have something in the back of your head that we can't beat these guys, and, oh, here we go again, right? Mm-hmm. You always go into the game thinking you're going to win, but that here you go again happens. And for the Rams, if they keep talking about it. I personally, if they're evenly matched situations, love to be the 0-2 team versus the 2-0 and team. Now, if you're better and you just, let's say – if the Rams just cannot stop the run and there's nothing you can do about it personnel-wise, then of course you'd rather be the 49ers having you know, won two games. But I look at it this way. Teams and coaches morph throughout the season. And the team you face at one point in the plays that are called different, the team that goes up on you 2-0 in a, in a head-to-head series is more likely to run the same things that was successful. And the team that was 0-2 is more likely to change things. So we'll see what happens here. But the only caveat there is I think Kyle Shanahan probably next to Bill Belichick, and I haven't done the survey, is willing to morph more than most coaches. I mean, Belichick's the guy who morphs the most week, week to week. Kyle Shanahan tends to morph based on, I mean, look, he's morphed with Jimmy G you know, in terms of what he can do. And so if San Francisco continue to morph as opposed to just do what we did in 2-0, I think there, there's no advantage. Otherwise, I would like the Rams, the and 2 team, to say they're going to run this, 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 and we should be able to change this and attack it. But
0: we'll see. It's going to be a fun game, uh, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I don't think the pre—but, you know, like I think last weekend's game was a perfect example. Tom Brady makes players and coaches— not choke, I don't have a, but we saw that last week, like all these things start happening and you know, Brady's on the other sideline, right? Like, you you know, he's come back from 28-3 in the Super Bowl. So you could see that. I mean, everything started going bad for the Rams, you know, bad snap. A Cooper Cup fumbles, another fumble when they were just all I had to do is get a first down. You know, I, I I do think that, you know, emotion plays a part, momentum plays a part. You know, the other team starts creeping back in, especially if it's like a Brady and players start to get a little tight. They know he's standing there. I mean, I, you know, if you're on Brady's team, you're believing. You're saying, we can come back. We can do this. If you're on the other team, you're saying, oh man, we got to score again because Brady's there. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, think there, I think that is one of the underrated things um, about the momentum and emotion on the sideline?
1: Well, look, when 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 my son and I got there early, we were in a nice setup, thanks to to uh, some friends, and we watched the first half of the game, and it was going exactly as we thought. We headed, started heading in the stadium because we were get, getting down there early in the field and stuff when it was 27-3. to 3 as we entered the stadium and then by the time we work our way around and whatever all of a sudden it's like oh this is a ball game and and from the field thankfully the chiefs put the bucks game bucks Rams game, games up on the jumbotron scoreboard there and so i was like by the time i watched the next play it was a it was it was a ball game you know? yeah so it was amazing
0: yeah no and i mean it's uh we'll, we'll have to see how this goes the in terms of health though we have it pretty, the, the Niners are our least healthiest team at 83.9. But overall, you know, pretty healthy other than Trent Williams. We'll have to see how he goes. The The Rams, like you said, uh, getting the safety back. Uh, rap is going to be big for them. So <clears throat> it's probably going to come down to execution, Doc. I know Matthew Stafford's been waiting for this for a long time. So we'll have to see how it plays out, but make sure to go to sixscore.com. We'll have we'll have player props. We have game previews. We'll have all the late-breaking injury information from Friday's practice. Uh, at ProFootballDoc on Twitter and make sure to subscribe to all our videos here on YouTube. Well Doc, we got one more after this the big one, the Super Bowl. So uh, enjoy the games this weekend and we'll have plenty of Super Bowl coverage breaking down everything, all the injuries, all the props and over the next two weeks.
1: Yeah, and we're going to definitely shift to, to other things, more microscopic analysis and the props that you talk about. and And
0: don't forget that Pro Bowl game. We're going to do something there? Just kidding. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll monitor all the people who who, who, who can't make it because of injury. <laughs> uh, that's always fun. You usually get like the the 12th best quarterback, and but uh, no, but we will have NBA doc. We're uh, we're ramping up that. We got Major League Baseball coming. We're, we're going to have a lot of things for that. So plenty of stuff still to come at sixscore.com. Thank you.